Welcome, fans of live comedy. These two people and all the comedians in the room, clap it up. Clap it up for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, the eighth and last one. That's right. That's why there's an octopus on the front, because he has eight legs. It's the eighth year, and that's it. So you're all, it's exciting that you're here, because you get to experience the joy and wonderment that is the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Uh, clap it up right now for your, uh, your board operator, Scott Toe, in the booth, taking care of the ones and twos. Also has a great show here on the station, Saturdays and Sundays at noon. Flat Black Plastic and Found Round Sound. Check him out. Well, hi, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Yay! We're here at the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. I've been having a lot of fun this week. Uh, I've been drinking a lot. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a, it's a fun party weekend. Uh, I might divulge that story later. Why can't Californians have guns? Because they're, they're always triggered. That's right. You're going to hear a lot of words tonight. Some of those words might be important. Some might be political. I think words are witchcraft. I think words are magic. That's why we call it spelling. Whoopa! Wordplay! She can read! She's a witch! I can read and write in cursive. That's a big thing now. Kids don't do that anymore. Have you heard that? No one? I'm a witch. I can read. Burner with those books over there. <laughs> you know, I live in San Francisco, and I'm so lonely that I masturbate to podcasts, but I've found that EMTs and firemen are always incredibly good looking. Why? I think I figured it out. It's because when you're dying and you look up, you want to have a reason to live. <laughs> I want to make out with this hot 28-year-old fire person. That's, I believe they call it mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation, but I'll take what I can get. I'm very, very lonely. I live in San Francisco. I've been triggered by the cops. Ah, SFPD, you guys live in town? Yeah, SFPD, do you know about their new hiring practices? Have you seen this? They are only hiring really cute cops. <laughs> you know, a little short, but cute in the face. So I walked up to a little gaggle of these darlings in Civic Center, and I said, hey, I hope the SFPD makes a calendar and they put you in it, and I winked. And the cop smiled. How many lives did I save? Happy cops don't shoot people. I am using my white lady privilege for good. Sexually harass a cop, make a difference. You can make a difference, you can make a difference. Finally, white women, unite, make a difference. Cool. I'm 48 years old. Actually, I just turned 49. Oops. Ooh. Right? Yeah. Well, I'm a Monet. You know, I look really good from far away. And then you get up close. You're like, dots, slashes. What is holding this image together? Ketamine. That's, that's what's doing it here. Uh, no, I've, been, I'm, I've never been on a dating app, ever. Did you two meet on a dating app? You met, and you met in the wild? Ooh. It's exciting. Dating apps, dating apps. Everyone else is, they do the apps. Never been on an app. 
you've been on. I've never had a profile. I'm 49 years old. That is just a fancy way of saying I've never had an STD. <laughs> but you young kids, you're so progressive, you call them STIs. Had like 14 of those. <laughs> I'm kidding. I've never had it. Cool. <laughs> Maybe when I'm 50, I'll. So I, was, I try to find men in the wild too, and it hasn't been working out very well. But I, I hang outside of bars and I smoke cigarettes. And a fire truck rolled up. And out of it spilled 10 gorgeous men in costume. One of them had an axe. And they ran up into a building to save someone from an opiate overdose. And they came right back down because <laughs> that person was clearly dead. I mean, it's San Francisco, come on, right? And I felt brave, so I waved at the fireman. And he waved back. So I gave him a little shoulder and a little wiggle. He rang the bell. Ring-a-ding, we were vibing. But I'm so stupid. Um, I didn't take down the number of the truck how am I ever going to find this gorgeous fireman again, right? So I, I have a plan. I'm going to go back to the same bar on the same day at the same time, and I'm going to get a questionably housed man, 20 bucks, to start a garbage can fire. And then, whoa, 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 whoa. See, that's my personal version of Tinder. whoop Long way to go for a wordplay joke. How you doing, Melinda? Good to see you. Uh, I, have a, I had a dream last night. I had a dream last night that Bjork was my therapist. And I looked up at her and I said, Bjork, why is my mom not proud of me? And she looked down and said, your uterus is made of clouds and the power bearer only steps in the same river once. Don't let parrots lie to you. That's a spot on Bjork impression. You're too young to know who Bjork is. That's okay. I have abortions older than you. Uh, <laughs> that's good. How long have you two been in love? Is that, too, is that too hard? Is it a long time, a short time? A short time. That's why you're still touching him. That's great. Yeah, after a while, you're just like, get off me. What are you doing? Right now, it's very reassuring. It's like, we're going to stay together forever. It's good you met in the wild. I'm, I'm proud of you. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sad and lonely. It's really, really bad, you guys. Um, what else do I want to tell you? I know what I'll tell you. I'm the dumbest person alive. And I have proof. Facts. I have two accidental gang tattoos. You say, Pam, how could you possibly have not one, but two accidental gang tattoos? Now, I got a tattoo when I was 19 and I was in college. I was a theater major. And I got the ancient symbol of Greek theater, comedy and tragedy. And I, I put it on the back of my neck so I could hide it. So from my mother, and I was teaching high school many years later at Ocean Shores Continuation in Oceanside, and one of the students said, if anyone ever keys your car, Benjamin, we got you. And I was like, huh? And they said, small, not cry later, essay. And I was like, huh? Uh, I got the tattoo of the Norteño gang <laughs> on my neck. A traditional place for gang tattoos. I'm the dumbest person alive. Oh, you say, but Pam, you can't possibly. How was two? So I, uh, I got some advanced degrees in, in writing, and I, I've written a couple novels, and my fiction is just pregnant with semicolons. 
And so I decided to get my favorite punctuation tattooed on my wrist. And after I got this tattoo, I found out that a tattoo of a semicolon is the symbol for suicide awareness. And I got it on my wrists. I am the dumbest person alive. The, the very, very first tattoo I got is here, and it's on my, my foot. It's a cross with a heart and a fish. And that's not a gang, that's a cult. <laughs> so, anyone else raised Christian? Anybody else have religious? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Do you have any favorite Bible verses, Amy? Yeah. Oh, tell it, please. That's amazing. If I'm out of my mind, it's for the Lord's sake. If I'm in my right mind, it's for, it's for you. It's in the Bible. I have um, one tattooed on me, 2 Peter 2.11. It says, it says, don't indulge your ego at the expense of your soul. I know. And, I'm, and I became a stand-up comedian when I'm a soulless monster. I 100% lost my soul. I have no, I don't know anybody outside of comedy. I have thrown every relationship under the bus for stage time. I am a soulless monster. It is terrible. So my, actual, my second favorite Bible verse is Leviticus 20.12, which states, if you sleep with your father-in-law, you should both be stoned. I love to be stoned. I do. Absolutely. Especially. So I was, I was raised in, uh, incredibly Christian. And we used to do this thing called Bible delving. Did you ever do the Bible delving, Amy? Yeah. So you go into the forest where Jesus does all his magic. And you take your Bible and you pray. And you say, Jesus, show me what you need me to know. What do I need to see? And then you open the Bible and run your finger down randomly and open your eyes. And we're mine, mine were always about sodomy. <laughs> I couldn't get out of Leviticus. It was, it was a problem. Bible jokes. Knock, knock. Jesus. I know, does that guy exist or what? Is he a myth? Is he real? Did he write the Bible or not? What's going on with all of that? Cool. You guys like God. Uh... Oh, shit, I'm already at 10 minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was rambling all and on, having fun with you guys. Uh, I'll, do, I'll do one last joke, and we're going to get this show started. Um, speaking of relationships that I uh, have an inability to maintain, I actually saw and spoke to my mother for the first time in 12 years. Whoa. She walked through that door, and the first thing she said to me was, Oh, my God, you're so skinny. And all my past trauma just poof, it was just gone. I felt great. I'm like, what is my dad gonna jump out of the bathroom? I'm proud of you. Like, ah, I'm gonna die. God's gonna take me right now. I'm gonna get hit by lightning. My life is over. So I've been taking extra special safety precautions to not die. Uh, I've been smoking way less weed in the morning before my shower to avoid those nasty slip and falls. Uh, I've eliminated choking hazards from my house. No more stone fruits, no more peaches, no more plums, no more tiny pretzels, no more 28-year-old men. <laughs> Can you imagine I die choking on a cock? <laughs> Jesus, learn to swallow, Benjamin. And at my funeral, your first comedian, Amy Thompson, is there. And she says, oh, at least Pam died doing what she loved. <laughs> 28-year-olds. As an addendum to that joke, of course I swallow. But I always leave a little bit just for witchcraft. 
Who's Buki? Hey, thank you guys so much. I'm your host tonight, Pam Benjamin. Clap your hands for me. Thank you. Look at that screaming. It's just, you are mighty. You are a mighty crowd. I'm really excited for your first comedian all the way from Sacramento. Put your hands together for Amy Thompson. Oh, man, I was almost not expecting it. All right, so I'm Amy, and I am autistic, but I don't intend for anyone to tell because I'm working on the eye contact. And also, I've been drinking because alcohol cures autism. So I am going to trade one high-functioning farmer for another and just ball through life. But it gets lonely being autistic, so I want an autistic boyfriend. It's really hard, though. We can never match up socially, but once we do, we're going to get into some really kinky shit. Wild things with trains <laughs> and like, like numbers. <laughs> so uh, because I'm autistic, I made a plan and a pickup line for when I meet a fella I fancy. Plan. I meet a fella I fancy and I'm his friend for one year exactly. At the end of the year, I'm going to tell him that I love him. Like a brother. Like a stepbrother. What, what? Yeah. We have, we're hopefully all watching that porn, right? Or heard of it, because I am not uh, the only single person here, definitely. I would forget what dick looked like sometimes if it wasn't for porn and then like random unsolicited pictures I get. Um, I have been single for, time goes by, it'll be three full years in November. It's yeah, three full, yeah. I'm finding myself. I am hard to, I'm a good hider. Um, <laughs> Shit, my friends have asked me if I'm asexual, which means, uh, cause I'm like, which, which of the LGBTQ thing is that? I thought it was polyamorous. It's not. It means you have no sexual preference or desire. Not true. They don't know this. I have sexual preference and desire. The thing is, my girl, Mary Jane, is a mad clam jam. They're like, I don't mind guys that come fast. That's my type. Because I am always busy during sex. I have better things to think about. Like the fact we did not check out our DoorDash cart. Like, or that he has stars I don't. And there's like seven things I want to watch. Or even more. <laughs> more so if he has rolled a fat blunt because I almost just ate for weed. I just like, I'm a green digger. I'm like, quality quantity of pot. Not man. So I date a lot of man babies, which is absolutely exhausting. Because man, babies, all they ever want is tits or a bottle. They cry to they get it, and they shit on you after. And they like come crawling back and want you to change them. Like I don't, I don't have the time for that. I have my own problems. Like I drink every day because of the autism, I have to. Um, but you know, honestly, like I don't think drinking every day is a problem. Like I'm gonna stop drinking once I stop having problems. Until then, it's compensation for those problems. Uh, I might have an addictive personality. So I tried to conduct my life in such a way I was always a cunt and there was never enough people that loved me to stage an intervention. It turns out I was just too damn delightful, talked too much at work. Um, so yeah, I might have an addictive personality as people that love me have let me know. Tried that 12-step program. Oh shit, I got addicted to my higher power. I started straight mainlining some Christ. I've become a real Jesus freak. So I am WWJDing the fuck up out of my life. I think like every old youth pastor should be glad. Like I didn't take their advice and get married at like 18 or 17. Cause like if I had straight child bared, like my friends did up till now, 
that husband, those kids, they would be cramping my Jesus style. Because I, do. I live like Jesus. I spend my days. I'm in my 30s, spending my days. I wander around alone with others, maybe a few whores. Sometimes I wear sandals. <laughs> All I look for is opportunities to talk in front of people. I fully recognize not everyone hangs on to every word I say now. You guys are super nice. Usually they don't. Um, and I think it's because I'm still alive. Like if someone came in and smoked me right now, killed me, you guys would be like, what the fuck was she saying? Like, so when I die, I'm hoping four books written competing for who knows me best. And they're going to be good books too because I have astute wisdom. Like touch one rubber glove. That's all you'll smell for 24 hours. It's true. I have sage advice. Like, don't give a blowjob in your dead grandma's pearls. The wrong time and place for those memories. I got parables. So I have one about a girl. She goes to a second bar location because she's looking to continue a good night, but she just ends up uh, datelined. <laughs> then I have a second one. It's about a guy. You swipe the solid 10, but he shits in your shower, and then you have like an Amber Heard thing going on. The sad thing is, like, I wouldn't be alive to see them. Um, <laughs> speaking of seeing, though, okay, so I've taken a lot of balls to the face. I am free eyeballing tonight. I typically wear glasses, and these glasses, they're so big, they create a gravitational pull. And uh, <laughs> I know that might seem weird because of that poem by Dorothy Parker, the one that goes, like, men seldom make passes at women who wear glasses. If you're a woman, you've ever worn glasses, you would know it's not true. Men frequently make passes. I just like seldom catch them because I'm hella unathletic. <laughs> like uh, I was always picked last in PE, um, <laughs> but it didn't hurt my feelings because if I was ever team captain, I would have picked me last too. I can't catch a ball to this day. I won't even try. I like a spherical facial. I'll take it. Um, <clears throat> I uh, also think PE is really fucked up. I think it's fucked up to have taken someone during like the most insecure time of their entire life, place them in a place they probably feel least secure and then be like, hey, take off your clothes. This is why you don't exercise now. Like it's traumatizing. Um, uh, and also why I went a whole year where I, I didn't wash my pee uniform. Not because I'm gross. I am lazy. And guys, I am so good at getting out of things. The art of the excuse. So women already know our periods make the excellent excuse. No one ever wants you to whip out a tampon, not even dry from your purse. Everyone will scream. It's crazy. But people have the excuse of diarrhea. No one is ever going to front on you for that. I figured that out at 16 that if I shouted out across a blacktop crowded with my peers that I had sharded in my pants, I'd get out of PE. Like I never got prom dates, but I got out of like PE. Um, to this day, my friend told me I went to her high school reunion. You were remembered as the girl who shit her pants a bunch. I don't even, I don't even care. I like, I still use the excuse at this point in life. I have faked more shits than I've taken. <laughs> I'm proud of it. Uh, my work actually, they were like open enrollment. You need to get some health care Cause I think you have IBS. I don't <laughs> IBS a lot though. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. Um, man, so uh, I am a, I am a lot of holics, but I am not a workaholic. So I do, I like lie about things, get out of stuff at work. I love to slack off. I've just never loved a job enough to want to do it for free yet. Um, at least not a job I've been like really paid to live off of, barely. Um, I'm a total wage whore. I'm not a work wife material. Um, 
I'm afraid not to have a job though, because I'm afraid of everything. I grew up during the recession. The world's going to end someday. I'm just waiting for it. Uh, I am so afraid of everything. The last time a guy went down on me, I asked him if I tasted like chicken. Bad news. I don't regular pussy. It makes sense. Cause I am a regular pussy. I'm afraid of all the dumb shit. Like I'm afraid of clowns, duh. tornadoes, California. I'll get around to that. I saw this movie, Sharknado. Now I've been thinking about a clownado, which for California would be devastating. Because where's the nearest basement you guys know about? What about a circus tent? We would be devastated by a clownado. Also afraid of spiders. If you guys don't sleep in, uh, with underwear on, you should. Sleep with underwear every night because spiders love warm, dark, moist places. Like they might crawl in your mouth while you're sleeping. You could wake up and bit spider chew. There's also other parts of your body that are warm, dark, and moist. And uh, no woman wants to wake up mid spider coochie. I don't want cobwebs in there yet. I swear, I'm still young. <laughs> um, oh, man. But no one's asking because I don't like to take nudes. It's hard to like, be put on the spot, like, get naked right now. No, I'm like head to toe covered in crumbs. Like, I just, I was <laughs> searching for hope at the bottom of a bag of Cheetos. Uh, I, I keep back pocket nudes because I'm like, oh, if a guy, if a cute guy asks, then I'll have a back pocket one. Or at least I did. Um, all my nudes right now are outdated, though, because I got tattoos because I came into money. I'm having a hard time finding the right time to update them because <laughs> I have a pretty busy life of watching HGTV, avoiding exercise, cooking and shoveling unsexy shit in my mouth, like top ramen with American cheese on top. That's how I spice up food, American cheese and Fritos, because I'm white. <laughs> Mayonnaise, too. Um, <laughs> uh, and so for me, with the, um, the naked pictures, honestly, it's just, so it's just so much easier to be nude already than nude ready. All right, I'm going to leave you guys on this. When you go home, if you have a pantry, go dig in the back. You have a packet of top ramen back there. I swear, it's probably shrimp or chicken flavor. You never need to have bought top ramen. It comes with a pantry. Whip that shit up. It is basically instant. I am not. I'm causing the California drought because I take forever to come. <laughs> Amy Thompson, everyone. Fantastic. I love wordplay and top ramen. I do, I do, but that American cheese, not gonna try it. I will tell you though, this is, uh, I spelunked this out of my trash the other day. I was drunk and I ate in the morning. I thought, what did I eat? And there was an empty box of mac and cheese, but the cheese packet was still on the counter, but there was a Swiss Miss packet in the garbage and the pasta was brown. So I made chocolate mac and cheese without the cheese in the middle of the night. I'm a disgusting alcoholic. Your next comedian, so funny and wonderful, local, just came back from the Savage Henry Festival, as did your previous comedian. Put your hands together for Rachel Pinson. Yay! Hell yeah, Muni Radio Comedy Festival. I love Muni Radio. I love this place. I love Pam. I found out that they have uh, liability insurance for all the performers. So if anyone asks, I got my UTI in this bathroom. <laughs> I, I took Amy's advice. Um, I took Amy's advice. Someone went to tickle me and I went, I have the shits. And then they, they were like, all right, all right, sorry. I won't, I won't touch you then. <laughs> it's good. 
Uh, you guys smoke weed? Thanks, yeah. Uh, uh, man, I think I have to stop. I think it's giving me stoner-induced OCD. Have you experienced that phenomenon? Like, I'm going to leave my house. I'm like, do I have my keys? Do I want my phone to lock the door? After all, I make sure I have the keys. Do I lock the door? Do I have my keys? My wallet? My phone? Do I have my keys? And I check. And I'm like, did, did Becky really say that? Like, my keys? My wallet? I'm like, does my mom really love me? Keys? And I get in the car. I'm like, okay, I got it. I got my keys. I got my wallet. I got my phone. Fuck, I forgot something. I forgot the baby. <laughs> I forgot the baby. <laughs> Don't worry. It wasn't my baby. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm 31 years old. I've never had a kid. Thank you. I'm very proud of my non-accomplishment, especially being from Ohio, where it's really hard to get birth control and abortions. Uh, but that's why I'm here. California gave me a free IUD for being poor. And they're like, no, don't make any more. But I have this friend, because I grew up, a lot of my friends had kids, and she's like, you don't understand. Having a baby, that's the highest high I've ever felt. Like, oh, I love this baby so much. Like, you've never felt love like this. I've never been so high. And I'm like, I get it. Like, right? You feel high off that baby. But there's some highs I know I don't need to try. You know? Like, I saw a tweaker scream singing the Brady Bunch theme song into an ATM. And that still seemed more appealing. You know? Like, because that high is not going to last 18 years. You know? But I'm, I've, I've gotten pretty good at turning down drugs. Uh, I'm, I've got a really strong will. But one time I was at this bar and this lady was so convincing. She owned the bar. She said, uh, do you want to eat these mushroom chocolates with me? And I'm like, wow, you convinced me. All right, fine. I don't want you to take this trip by yourself. You're trying to run this bar. We need to get on the same level, you know, so we eat. we're having a good time. We're like laughing like it's an inside joke that only we get. Like, ha, no one knows we're high. And then the bartender's like, yeah, we can tell, actually. We can tell. And everything was going good until bar close time. We go outside. It's this height of this drunken testosterone. And there's two guys. And one of them is like, and the other guy's like, and I'm like, oh my God, they're about to fight. I look at her. She doesn't know what to do. She's high. And I'm like, I think I know. And I jump in between them. And I said, hey, you can't do this here. I'm on mushrooms. And it worked. <laughs> it worked. They walked in separate directions. Like, maybe maybe that's the key to peace. Like, if everyone could just give me mushrooms, you know? <laughs> solve the whole thing. Uh, I have this, like, resting helpful lady face. I'm doing this for you, Pam. <laughs> I have this resting helpful lady face, and I see some girls have resting bitch face. I wish I had that. It's like a line of defense that I don't have. You know, like people come up to me and they ask me for directions. I don't know where I'm going. I don't, I just make shit up, make a riddle up. They're like, they're like, go here. Like, uh, your night's an adventure. You know, like I can't sit alone on public transportation because I look like a kindergarten teacher. So people just sit down right next to me no matter what they smell like. But I think the worst case of helpful lady face I've had was when I was at a concert and a stranger just hands me their baby and says, will you take her? She's scared. Like scared. Yeah. I'm like scared she's about to be terrified do you think i'm not gonna sell your fucking baby dude? Like, what's that worth like thirty thousand dollars like i'm trying to afford rent in the bay area but i have to come up with my own lines of defense to get people to leave me alone you know so i just i just uh out crazy them i don't want to be mean right like people are like oh what are you doing alone in the city i'm like i'm not alone i'm with all my friends can't you see them we have stalin Mussolini, and hitler we're going to band practice do you want to come and then when they, <laughs> and they're like, 
like a nice ass, you know. I'm like, oh my God, you could see me? The curse is lifted now, I'm free. <laughs> Gives me time to run away. But I found a surefire way to get men to leave me alone. Do you wanna know my secret, ladies? Do you wanna know my secret to get men to leave me alone? All I have to do is let them get me pregnant. And then they never talk to me again. All right, thanks everyone. Rachel Pinton. That was fantastic. Uh, our next comedian is also fantastic. He runs shows in the South Bay. Put your hands together for Tuck McCullough. Oh, there's more people here. All right. Get up for Pam, huh? Hey, give it up for yourselves. What's going on? Radio, huh? All right, all right. Having fun, okay. So, uh, just so you know, I am a dwarf. <laughs> dwarf, yep. And um, you're probably wondering where my six other homies are, right? Well, they're out chasing Snow White, hoping to get laid again, yeah. But you didn't know that about Snow White, huh? You're probably thinking, one, you probably question, like, is she a slut or what, you know? But if you think about it, she lives in the woods, in the middle of the woods with seven dudes. And every morning, what do they say when they go off to work? Hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work we go. <laughs> and the other thing is, my guys, they actually whistle while they work. Who the fuck whistles while they work unless they got laid the night before, huh? Any whistlers here? Yeah, some people are whistling, yeah. Uh, hey, is there any Bob Marley fans out there? Yeah, you love, love Bob, Mar Bob, Bob Marley. Yeah, love the guy, right? Love his music. You know what I love most about him? I love his dreads. I mean, shit, I wish I had dreads like him, you know? But if I did, and I was a Disney dwarf, they would call me dreadful. And that's a sh Shitty name, you know, I ain't gonna get no dates or get laid anytime soon, so I think I'll stick with Tut right now. Uh, speaking of Disney, they exploit my people. Yes, they do. They really do. Because, you know, my seven guys, they make millions of dollars for Disney, right? But yet, yeah, we can only get on half the, half the rides. And who the fuck wants to ride Dumbo all the time? I mean, seriously, who wants to ride Dumbo all the time? Um... Let's see where else do I want to go with. Sorry, uh, Alzheimer's kicking in here. Hold on. Oh, yes. My, um, another thing about my people, we do not like crowded elevators. No. Particularly if we get pushed to the rear of the car because you know what we're staring at. Yeah, and it ain't pretty. Well, most of the time it ain't pretty. And uh, the thing is, it just takes one fart and we could die of asphyxiation. Yeah, I mean, my, my, my poor friend Jimmy, I mean, he died of a fatal fart. And if your fart's as bad as mine, that's a horrible way to go. Horrible, horrible way to go. 
Um, see, I'm gonna, oh, here's, here's something. Um, wait, was I, I talk about, Aaron? no, Alzheimer's again, damn it. Well, I'll just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna forget that one, okay. <laughs> um, so, I, recently I, I, um, started, you know, Pam was talking about, um, you know, online dating, and recently I, st I, had, I started back up online dating after uh, after a couple of years and um so you know being the old dude i am i you know uh, i go on this uh, it's called our time i don't know if you ever heard of it it's, it's like for for people in geriatric wards and stuff like that um and and so i went on there and uh i couldn't believe it i this i, I got this like this, this 80 year old woman liking me okay 80 years old now just so you know i'm not fucked in my head I did not put that 88 80 range in my my profile but somehow she you know her her liking me popped up and I thought that was pretty interesting like you know what's an 80 year old woman you know liking me for you know so um I I I, I messaged her and I, I said lady like you know why do you like me you know what's what's with me and apparently she she told well she told me that um she had a fetish with the um, the Munchkins in the Wizard of Oz, and uh, I said, "Well, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but they're all dead." And she says, "Well, you're the closest thing to it." <laughs> so I said, "Well, okay, that's kind of weird." And uh, and I someone to kind of further explore. It's like, well, you know, like, what's going on? You know, like, what, what's her thinking is? And I said, "Well, listen, I, uh, you're you're really into this Wizard of Oz, you know, the Munchkins." And she goes, "Yeah, oh, yeah." I said, well, what would happen if you and I followed the yellow brick road? And then she replied back, we'd probably do anal. So <laughs> I said, follow yellow brick road, you know? <laughs> right? oh, oh, God. That's, that's, that's bad. Um, let's see. What else I was going to talk about? Um, other jokes? Damn, why is my head? Sorry about this, folks. Um, Alzheimer's and whatever else I got. Uh, <laughs> shit. Oh yes. So, um, so I went. I went. I, I said enough of this. This our time stuff. This eighty-year-old stuff. I no. I said I can't do this. So I, I actually went on Tinder. That's it. I went on. Yeah, Tut went on Tinder. Oh my god. It was. It was. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Because um, but the, the one thing that I noticed the most was um, all the women, they, they had the, the, a lot of them in their profiles, they said they don't want any hookups, no hookups. I mean, that's, that was their theme, no hookups, no hookups. And, and they, they outlined all sorts of criteria, like, you know, that you, you had to have a job, which that rolls me out because I'm retired, you know. Uh, two, um, you have to be able to... The, you know, sleep in your own bed. You can't be sleeping on couches and shit like that and other things. It was just really weird. But, you know, no, no hookups. And I, I got to thinking, God, but in, but in the meantime, though, they're dressed like they want to have hookups. I mean, they're, you know, their boobs are hanging out and they're, they, got, they got alcohol on their hands and, you know, whatever else they're doing, right? And I said, well, you know, I, I got to thinking. I said, if women really don't want to have hookups, there's an easy way to, do, to put, make that clear on their profile. What you need to do is you, you dress up in a nun outfit, like a habit, and you have a sign, like a, a frame sign that says, 
proud graduate of the Lorena Bobbitt School of Knife Sharpening, and you're not going to get any hookups at all. No hookups at all. Um, so then I, I, I proceeded to, to find, you know, to check out a few, a few, few women, and I don't know what it is with, with women in, in on, online uh, wanting to go in, on hikes in the woods and shit like that. I mean, seriously. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know if you know, people realize, I mean, there's, there's a lot of like, um, you know, the Ted Bundy wannabes out there, you know, and, and, and in the woods, particularly, you know, there's something else that's out there that, uh, I don't, you know, it scares the shit out of me. And that's fucking bears, okay? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, you hear about it from time to time, and, and I tell you, though, you know, if a bear sees me, He's gonna be thinking I'm a fucking appetizer, okay? <laughs> so, so I'm gonna be running my ass like as fast as as fast as I can go. So, uh, that's that's another thing that it, I don't I don't quite understand. Um, and 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 then I have a, like a real pet peeve um, with with some of the women because uh, particularly the, you know there's women um, that are like taller, like you know they said like they they're like five five ten five eleven whatever they are. They insist that that, that that you know that the guy be at least their height or taller, and I'm thinking, God, you know, that, they're they're kind of missing out because I mean, t to me, height is just an altitude, okay? Just an altitude, you know. And and the thing is, uh, I'm really I'm pretty resourceful, really, if you think about it, because uh, I carry a step ladder in my car all the time, you know, so I can get to I can be any height that those those women want, you know any height at all and um and if we're doing the deed you know i can i can climb any mountain you know and i just need to bring my own sherpa you know and uh, uh where else was i going with that joke uh that, was that the punchline no um oh i got one minute left okay well it's <laughs> so damn good it's one minute because i don't know if i can remember anything more you know? <laughs> um women uh Oh, I know. Here is I'm still talking about the ladders. Yeah, the tall women, tall women, right? You know, because the one thing that they fail to realize is that you don't need to be six foot tall to reach the G spot. So hey, that was my that was my kicker. Thank you all. Good very much. Give give it up your host. Thank you. Keep your hands going for Tut. Are you good on the way down? How are we gonna do this? Are you kidding? Do you need anything? Are you good? Okay. Good. We do have liability insurance. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, right. He's gonna. Yeah, I don't know if we have that much insurance. Uh, thanks for uh, bringing people. Hey, that's good to see you. All right. I'm really excited. I'm excited to see your next comedian because I haven't seen them perform yet during the festival. And we still have two days left and there's so many shows and it's so great. And I'm excited right now to bring to the stage, everybody, Spencer Locke. Yay! I am very excited to be here. My name is Spencer. I'm white, but I was born in Hong Kong. You can tell, but I'm also explaining for the radio audience. Um, and I, we moved to the US when I was very young. This was confusing for me, and I did tell people that I was Asian American. I was confused, I was doing my best. I remember we were reading this picture book one time, and it was about an Asian immigrant family, and 
Um, they ate rice at home and we ate rice at home and they spoke Chinese at home and my parents were trying to teach me Chinese at home and they moved from China when the kid was young. I was like, that's me. I'm like that. That's why I think I thought that. Maybe I was just a big fan of Gwen Stefani. Maybe that's what it was. I was very lucky. I was able to study abroad in Beijing when I was 14. Um, it made my Chinese a lot better. It made my anxiety a lot worse. <laughs> 14 is young to study abroad. I can say that. Um, when I was in second grade, I was not so lucky. What I mean by that is I had bangs. I do not have the face shape for bangs, and I did not have the face shape for bangs then. My least favorite part about it when I was little is that adults, they would, they would fall on my face just a little bit, and adults would ask me all the time if I could see. And I took that as a personal insult to my ability. I was like, yes, I can. I am able to see. So I took matters into my own hands. What I did is I combed my hair in front of my face like this. And I picked my favorite eye, which was my left. And I cut myself an eye hole. So I have my hair with a stripe just like that. I loved it so much. It was my favorite haircut I've ever given myself. My parents did not <laughs> and they helped me grow my hair out after that i've never been good at arts and crafts i did girl scouts too and it's like oh i was bad at girl scouts because i wasn't a girl no i just sucked at arts and crafts that's it uh we did this thing where we were um embroidering or embroidering is a strong word we were using felt to decorate these bags that we were making for people in transitional housing basically they were toiletries and because it's girl scouts we had to like decorate the bags um and i really wanted to do a good job i really wanted to it was december mine was going to be a snowman and it was so ugly the more i worked on it the more diseases it looked like this snowman had like it was a messed up looking snowman. It was like Greta Thunberg was speaking through me about climate change. Like things were falling off. It did not look good. And at the end of this project, I told our Girl Scout leader, I was like, please, these people in transitional housing have been through so much. I don't want to put them through one more thing. Please just give them the toiletries in a Safeway bag. I don't, I don't want to be what makes their life worse. I also spent a lot of time with my cousins when I was little. Did anyone else, did anyone else's parents drop them off at their cousins for the weekend? Yeah, my parents needed a break from me too. So my parents would drop me off. And I think in some ways I was kind of brought up in a traditional way. And what I mean by that is like when I think of old stories from when I was little, I have no idea where the grown-ups are. Like I try and remember, I'm like, where, why were we in charge? I was 12 one time and I was in charge because I was the oldest and we were decorating my grandma's Christmas tree and there were these beautiful glass ornaments um, and it went great. Just kidding. We were middle schoolers. So my youngest cousin dropped one of the ornaments. It shattered all over the floor and because I was the oldest and I was in charge, it was my job to make her feel better. So what I decided to do was to have a funeral for the angel. I was like, yeah, things don't matter as much as people except for right now. We're going to process this. We wrote obituaries. We did a whole thing. We buried it in the backyard. Didn't finish decorating the tree. And I think about my grandma passed away a few years ago and we sold the house. And I wonder if they'll ever find it. 
Like the obituaries, like in kids' handwriting in plastic bags, the little pieces of ceramic. I wonder what'll come with that. Um, I was very close with my brother when we were little too. We used to hang out all the time. Uh, a few months ago, my brother, he's younger than me, reached two years cancer-free. So he's doing well. Yes, yes, he's doing well. Um, and I'm gonna tell this story, but I just wanna say I have permission to talk about him because I always feel weird when comedians and other people are just like talking about other people's health. Like if you don't know when they're allowed to. Back when we were all like doing stuff online, I was taking a creative writing class on Zoom and we were doing a partner project and we were showing up to class, you know, showing up, like logging in. And the instructor like private messaged me in the Zoom chat and she was like, hey, no HIPAA, but your partner's kind of depressed and she won't be showing up. Like this woman just tried to like no homo her way out of a crown, out of a crime. Power to her. I would love to do that, just to run into a Best Buy and be like, no stealing, and then run out with a TV. I Like, weirdly inspiring. And I, but I do have my brother's permission to tell this story. My brother, uh, when he, was, when he was, at, was more actively having cancer, he was a make-a-wish kid. So he was allowed to make a wish. Yes, the first wish that he asked for was a car. And they said no. Because they said a car is too dangerous. Which just begs the question, does Make-A-Wish know who their audience is? Does Make-A-Wish, does Too Dangerous for Make-A-Wish, do they know who they're buying gifts for? Too Dangerous for Make-A-Wish feels like a seatbelt for Russian roulette. You know, like, I'm not sure they know where the risk is coming from. My brother and I don't talk as much as we used to. Um, my brother, somewhat recently, screenshotted Matt Walsh's Instagram story and put it on his own Instagram story. Do we know who Matt Walsh is? Okay, some and some. Matt Walsh is a conservative pundit who's made a career off of hating trans people, which is, I know, it's really disappointing because it's like, if I could have made a career off of hating one trans person, radio, I'm gesturing to myself, <laughs> I would have made it in high school you know I wish that I'd come up with that one but anyway but like my brother screenshotted that you know so like I don't know if that's what he believes or if he's like you know sometimes people will be like isn't it egregious that somebody else said that so I, I wanted to ask instead of just assuming what he was thinking so I swiped up on his Instagram story and I was like hey uh I'm just I'm just curious um what your opinions are and how you got to him and he goes, oh, this isn't my opinion. I was like, oh, good. He goes, this is a fact. Oh. I know. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. Um, but I know he's been through a lot. You know, he's 17. Yeah, no, I feel like I've been inside because he's 17. And I've been on testosterone for a little bit over a year. So it's like he and I are in the same point in our transition. <laughs> and it's not easy. It's not easy. I can cut him some slack. It is weird though having a conservative relative who's way younger than me because that's like a pretty unique experience with all my friends. Because uh, I hear people say all the time that conservatives are old people, that the red wave is dying out. But I told you already, my brother's in remission. He's fine. <laughs> my brother is doing great. I'm gonna get a little darker for a minute. Um, I think I see all the times a lot, of, a lot of comedians are saying things like, you have to be like sad for it to be meaningful. You know, like people say that. People say, my trauma made me better. Okay, my trauma made me worse <laughs> to have around, to invite to parties, 
at relationships. It didn't make me better in some big, grand way. I'm just a little bit more annoying. Um, but if I want to really think about it and, like, what could that mean, I can think about, like, the saddest thing I ever wrote because I moved to L.A. a little over a year ago, so I was going through, oh, yeah, I live in L.A. now, but I'm from here. Um, and I, I think can find the saddest thing I wrote, which I was going through my old stuff. I... Uh, found a suicide note I wrote in high school. I know, I told you it was going to be dark. You were warned. Um, and it was really painful to read because the quality of the writing was so bad. Oh, my God. It was really awful. Nobody needs that many semicolons, ever. Ever. I'm sorry. No matter how dire it is. It's like there's a, there, there is too many. I haven't read your novels, but I know from my writing there is such a thing as too many semicolons. And if I could have told myself anything in high school, I would have said, pop a Lexapro, have a snack, and do a second draft. Oh my God! It's gonna leave on that. It's all in the edit. It's all in the edit. Okay, I know you can give me the light, but I also know that's about 10. So, thank you so much. No, it's okay. I see there's like 20 seconds. I. I'm leaving. That's my closer, and it was good. I'm Spencer. Thank you so much. Spencer, that was amazing. That was so great. I was like, keep telling jokes. I love it. That was great. Thank you. Yay. All right. This is the point in the show where I come around uh, with a little Venmo thing, and I, and I, I, I ask for cash from real people, and, and, I, and I know that you paid for tickets, uh, some of you, but uh, this is how we pay the comedians. So, you know, that's, we got, Tut's got to get gas back to San Jose, and Amy's got to get back, you know, to Sacramento, and we don't know where Matt lived, Portland, and LA, they've got long places to go. So I'm going to come around, uh, and you know, 10 to $20 is great. Um, if you work in tech, please, $17,400. Uh, but your next comedian, I'm so excited that she's here. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Lalita D. Yay! So there's been a lot of talk about drugs, but I'm a healthy person. Uh, I'm into pickleball. Yes, thank you. Now, people are mean about pickleball, but I'm here to tell you pickleball is cool, it's modern, it's intersectional. It resides at the intersection of retired and lesbian. And just to be clear, I am not retired. <laughs> Hi, come on in. Welcome, welcome. Yay! Don't go in front of my camera, though. I'll be annoyed. <laughs> um, so the news has been bad recently. Um, and so you probably missed this little news item that came out about a week ago. Two young children were caught in a stolen vehicle in North Florida. Who read that? See, nobody. It was a really cool story. So these two kids were in North Florida in a stolen car. The police stopped them. The police was like, we need to stop that car. That car is stolen. We know this. They stopped the car. The kids were 10 and 11. Their mom had reported the car stolen, but not her kids missing. Like, that is a parenting style I can relate to. If my kid were, went missing, I'd be like, I'll just have a little nap. 
then I'll call the police. Uh, the reason they had stolen the car was because they were annoyed. She had taken their devices away from them. Reasonable response, right? She was like, no more Mario Kart. And they're like, okay, we're pivoting. Grand Theft Auto. Off they went, off they went. Um, I run an open mic on Zoom. It's on uh, Tuesdays. It's for women and non-binary people. And I always start off with a little spiel. We don't punch down, you know, we don't be a dick on this show. And this particular week, I decided to make an extra statement because one of the comedians is an Orthodox Jewish woman. I was like, I do not want to get her to get upset. Let's just, you know, make sure that everybody stays on the right side of things. And I said, today, this week, I'm going to request that we don't discuss geopolitics. And she said, what politics? <laughs> because she misheard me. And I said, geopolitics. Ge ge okay, never mind. That worked during the mic. Yes, Pam gets it. Okay, yes. You need to enunciate is what I'm saying when you say geopolitics. Um, okay, too soon. I get it. I get it. Uh, all right. Well, in that case, I'm going to impress you with a little fact about myself. Two years, no alcohol. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Pam. Uh, you know, let me take you on that journey with me. You know, it was, it was rough. The first few weeks, super rough. Uh, and next few months, I'm not going to lie, like challenging, challenging. But then when I was like six, seven months into it, I was like, yeah, I hate this. I hate this. I still do. Uh, but I'm sticking with it because I just hope one day I'll look at alcohol the way I look at sex with men. Like, it's okay for most people, <laughs> but it's not okay for me. <laughs> so, very bad for my mental health. Um, all right, let's have a little quick quiz about my accent. What are you hearing? You already asked me, so you can't, you can't, if you know it, you can't say, okay, come on, people. They're like, oh my God, we need to do geography now. Australia, no, but thank you. New Zealand, no. British, no. Okay, my accent is Dutch. I know, I know, you don't know what that is. Uh, so I'm from the, ne <laughs> I know I'm from the Netherlands, uh, also known as Holland, or as it's most commonly referred to in this country, uh, Denmark. As some of you may have to Google later why that's uh, why that's funny. Uh, so I have a 17-year-old son, uh, and uh, he's a typical American teenager. You know, he has his daily dose of attitude and Oreos and Ritalin. Uh, he was uh, he was prescribed that when we first came to the States and we were living the American dream people the American dream uh, I put on 30 pounds and he got an ADHD diagnosis <laughs> it, it was all we had made the journey for I did lose the weight I lost I lost 30 pounds do you want to know how uh, Ritalin <laughs> super effective yeah no that's a joke it, it was meth but still <laughs> Uh, no, here's okay. So here's what really happened. True story. So um, he, I got the prescription. I filled it, but I didn't want to give him Ritalin because you know we just come from Europe, and I wasn't ready to like hand him to big pharma, uh, American style. Thank you for understanding that. Uh, and so uh, you know I was doing my own research. You know what can go wrong with that? Um, <laughs> and then one day I had a brainwave, people. I had a brainwave. I took one. Uh, and it was incredible. It was incredible. I could actually sit and listen to him talk about Pokemon. <laughs> Stay focused. Uh, and so I started giving it to him. And then a few uh, weeks later, we went to see the doctor. And she's like, I'm curious, because I know you had misgivings. 
what made you change your mind? And I said, oh, I took one. <laughs> She's like, you did what now? Uh, you know, that's a, um, what do they call it? A, a controlled substance. I'm like, oh, come on, controlled substance. You know when they're babies and you put the milk on your wrist to like check the temperature? Thank you, I did the pharmaceutical equivalent of that. In what world does that make me a bad mother? And she's like, oh, in this one. <laughs> Apparently taking unprescribed amphetamines is a criminal offense. Then I had to find a new doctor. We're with Kaiser now. <laughs> They take everybody. <laughs> no, but I actually am a good mom. I am a good mom. And I, I know this because when I buy frozen ready-made meals, uh, instead of putting them in the microwave, I put them in the conventional oven. It's a sign. Thank you. Uh, the only thing that's conventional in my house is my oven. Uh, and I use it. Uh, and my kid is at the kitchen table. He's like, Mom, <laughs> says here literally two minutes in the microwave. And I'm like, no. I'm putting it in the conventional oven because I am a good mom. It's like, oh my God, mom, I'm starving. I'm like, oh, could you stop making this about you? <laughs> this is about me being a good mother. <laughs> <laughs> now come sit with me while we watch the cheese melt. <laughs> in the conventional oven. Uh, I did become a US citizen. Thank you. Okay, let me reframe this. You're going to love this. Uh, I can't always do this joke. You know, when I'm in the East Bay Walnut Creek area, you've got to be careful. Uh, but I can do it here in the mission. Uh, I became a citizen in 2018. So guess who I have a letter from? Oh, no. Yeah, it's like, dear fellow American. Like, fuck off. It's very depressing. Um, you know, they asked me a whole bunch of stuff uh, in my interview. They asked me if I'd ever supported the Nazi party. Uh, and I was like, mm, the Nazi party that was in power in Germany 80 years ago? Did I support them? Because, you know, I know I don't look my best <laughs> at 8 o'clock in the morning in an immigration office. But that hurt my feelings. Uh, worse, it was 2018. I did not know what the right answer was. <laughs> Stuff was weird. No, they're like, welcome to America. Are you a Nazi? <laughs> Um, no, <laughs> no was the right answer. Somebody, <laughs> somebody should tell Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> uh, so I had to learn about the Constitution. Constitution is a very complicated document. It's open to misinterpretation, but I understand why uh, after studying it. Because the Constitution was written by uh, a whole bunch of white men who didn't check their privilege, who used a whole lot of big words, uh, who had very dubious attitudes towards women. Uh, the Constitution was written by the 1789 version of Russell Brand. Too soon. Too, it's been 250 years, people. We need to, <laughs> we need to move on. Um, so I did not teach my kid Dutch, which is my first language. Uh, and people get judgy with me about that, you know? They're like, oh, you did not want to continue the linguistic lineage? And to those people I say, have you heard Dutch? <laughs> like, have you actually listened to it? You know that sound you make when you, like, gag and throw up at the same time? Like this, like, Wah! So that's good morning. <laughs> You can practice that later. I am Lalita D. Thank you so much. Yay! Thank you.
Lalita D, De La Kerst. De La Kerst. That is Dutch for the best tasting. Am I right? De La Kerst. Did I pronounce it right, Lalita? De La Kerst. That's Dutch for... It's the Dutch for the best tasting. Fabo. The, you know the Fabo? I do too. And their, their, their tagline is De La Kerst. I must be saying it wrong. De Lekkerste. De Lekkerste. De Lekkerste. Okay, there we go. I fucking love that Fabo stuff. Uh, your headliner tonight. It's incredible that he's here. Uh, all the way from Portland. And it's so exciting this week. He did a show at Barbary Coast on Monday. And the hosts loved him so much, they asked him to do Cobbs on Tuesday. So he came down from Portland. And he got to perform on Cobbs. That's fantastic. Uh, he's been making me laugh all week. Put your hands together for Matt Franco. Yay! Keep it going for Pam, everybody. Are we having a good time? Seen some funny comics. Give it up for all the comics you've seen. Um, all right, let's see. I uh, let's see. I'm looking for a job. My mom tells me I should be a bodyguard because it pays good money, but I think my body type says more loss prevention. What do you guys think? I think I, I look like I'm waiting for a promotion at GameStop. Is what I look like. <laughs> Thank you for nodding your head. Yes. <laughs> Um, I, I went through a breakup recently, uh, and me and my girlfriend, we had a vibrator together, which really should have been the first sign because I instantly became a third base coach. Just happy to still be part of the team. When we fought, I would hide the charger. That was my move. It's a good move. They don't like it. Uh, send them right back to the butter churn. Butter churn. That's a turn on my right. Ladies talk about an innuendo. I think when women were churning butter back in the day, they used to use it to like manipulate men. Like, no sex till marriage. No pussy till you build me a house. The hand jobs must have been really good when they finished the house. That's <laughs> must have been some good hand jobs back then. Um, we taking dick pics. No, <laughs> consensually, I hope. Are we, are we receiving dick pics? I hope. Also consensually, I hope. <laughs> um, let's see. I think when dick pics started, they started on a Polaroid, and it must have been really big. You know what I mean? It must have been like a big dick because like no one could afford 28 pictures of their small penis. It gets really expensive. And we've all been there. You, you, like, you got to take a picture of a Polaroid. You got to like wait. You got to like shake it out and like set it down and wait a few minutes. How disappointing is that when it's small? Like how many, how many photos do you start crying is really what I want to know. If it's too big, or if it's a big dick, I just imagine it looks like a Muppet's face too close to the camera. Um, but no, if you if you spend all the time and you get the good picture, what do you do with it? Where do you keep it? Uh, I, I used to think you keep it in a in a wallet, but then I lost my wallet. Could you imagine finding a wallet? You don't even know you find it has a picture of a dick in a Polaroid. You don't even know if it belongs to the person on the ID. Just says, "Please return." Okay. Um, let's see. I uh, and we we smoke weed. Are we a weed crowd? Yeah, not really. Some of us, <laughs> mostly the comics. <laughs> this will go well. This this is the. <laughs> um, let's see. I uh, I smoke weed, but you can tell it's not something I have to announce. Something they just they see me and they're like, "You want to hit?" That's really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Uh, when I started smoking weed, I went straight to dabs. Are we taking dabs? Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I believe you, but that's... <laughs> Uh, when I started taking dabs, I couldn't afford like a bong or a torch or any of those things. So what I did was I got a crack pipe. That was <laughs> more available than a bong. <laughs> it's hard to convince your mom you have a problem with smoking weed when you get caught smoking out of a crack pipe in the attic. Really hard to make an excuse for that one. Um, I think uh, we like scary movies. It's Halloween. Nice. Uh, I think Freddy Krueger gets way too much credit. I think he's uh, just gets too much credit. We're supposed to be like, or like people think he's like the scariest of the three because we all have nightmares. It's a relatable thing, uh, but it can simply be solved with the prescription of trazodone. Like it doesn't really go very far. There's enough white women in those movies. You think someone would have a dream catcher? If you put me in the movie, I'm going to smoke trazodone out of the crack pipe. That's what I'm going to do. Um, I once had a nightmare and a wet dream in the same dream. And now I have a nightmare fetish. I'm like Freddy Krueger's worst enemy. <laughs> I'm not scared, I'm just horny. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm the hero uh, Elm Street needs is really what it is. Put me in the movie. Um, okay. Uh, I was at, we like, we go to parties, everyone partying. Hell yeah. Also don't believe it, but okay. <laughs> Again, don't believe it. Okay. Uh, I was, I was at a party and they had a service dog, which seems like an odd place to bring like, you know, someone on the clock. Like we're, like, we're all supposed to be having a good time and I'm really getting bummed out because they have this dog here on the clock, not getting paid. Doesn't make any sense. We're in the bathroom. They're doing Coke. I don't get to pet the dog. Where does it make sense? Add it up. Doesn't make any sense. I don't, you know, and I, I don't think the dog necessarily, you, don't, you shouldn't get your dog eye. You know, it's, I don't get, they don't get the consent. Uh, but they also don't get the consent when you give them a job. You kind of took that away. So give them a smoke break, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and like, they always have like a cute dog. Like, why do you have to have a cute dog if you have a service dog? Like, like if you have a service dog, it shouldn't look like it needs its own service dog. Is what it should look like. <laughs> like it better it should be a dog that no one wants like so like a dog that you just see it and you're like yep i'm happy you have an owner that's not for me that's not <laughs> we've we've seen the commercials and you didn't you didn't call so that's <laughs> you saw the commercial you didn't call okay i don't get to do coke and now i don't get to pet the dog that's really what it is <laughs> all right let's see what else um i used to do caregiving that makes you like me anymore I did caregiving for a long time, and honestly, I miss the funerals. The food just tastes better when it's not your grandpa, am I right? That's really just... <laughs> I once got tipped uh, 100 bucks when the, when the dad died, which, which looks weird when they die in your shift. Like, that's really not the right time. We could do Venmo. <laughs> uh, I, I took care of one guy, and, uh, you know, I seen, I seen a lot of dicks, you know, I... Took care of a lot of men. I seen some big dicks and I seen some small dicks, but only once have I seen a porn dick. And by nature of the job, I hear a thud, and I think it's a shit hitting the floor. But it's just his big dick hitting his thigh. And now I know the real reason why his wife's in a wheelchair. Uh, his wife told me I should call him daddy. Says 
It'll make him more comfortable because that's what I call him. And I said, I know that's what you call him. I saw his penis. That's <laughs> I already knew that. <laughs> um, I know that men are horny. Like they, like you guys have met them. They're horny, <laughs> p- shitty people. Um, and uh, yeah, so like the they get dementia. They don't. They can't even remember who their kids are, but they can remember how much they want to fuck somebody. That's really. I found a guy crawling on the ground, and I said, you know, sir, can I help you? And he said, I'm, I'm just looking for pussy. Like it was under the bed. Like it was just going to, like it was just under the bed. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see what else do I want to talk about. Uh, I, I did used to work with dogs. I used to work at a dog hotel, and I, and I, uh, I, got, I got corrected when I called the dog dude. They said, uh, that's not a boy dog, that's a girl dog. I said, I'm sorry. Roll over, bitch. All right. <laughs> Are we still having fun? Doesn't really sound like it. All right. What else do I want to talk about? Um, let's see. Uh, I think uh, fortune tellers, they, they should just be fired. Like, I think it's like, like, like they couldn't predict the one thing we all went through. They couldn't predict COVID. They couldn't predict it. So, like, do you think anybody, like, any uh, fortune tellers on 2020 were just sitting there like, you know, this is going to be my year. I'm really going to predict some shit this year. I'm really going to change some lives. <laughs> like, I, I like I, I think it'd be fun if they just had, like, bad fortune tellers. Like, someone that just tells you, like, you know, how it is. So, this is my impression of what that would be like. Anybody in the in the room in a relationship? As I'm looking at the two people that actively admitted that they're in a relationship. <laughs> I don't want to raise their hand. <laughs> All right, let's see what let's see what we got. Let's see. I want to read your fortune. Um, there's going to be an unplanned pregnancy, and you're going to lose your job like right before. I hate to break it to you. That's all it's showing me. <laughs> Who who's been cheated on? Anybody been cheated on? Oh, most people. Um, let's see what we got. All right, it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. Um, All right. That's my time. Thank you so much. Thank you, Matt Franco. Thank you to all your comedians today. To Scotto for running the board. Uh, This is, we still have, gosh, 10 more shows in the Mutiny Radio, 11 more shows in the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Make sure you come back here on Sunday. We're going to have the street closed down for Sunday streets and the street will be closed down. We're going to have a, uh, the stage outside and we're going to have three hours of live comedy and we have a band. We have good twin. that's going to be with us playing. It's going to be amazing. It's free. It's part of Sunday streets and livable city with the city. So come back for that. And then we've got, we've got shows all day today and tomorrow. We've seven o'clock, which they just started. Um, anyways, we won't talk about those ones, but the ones there's one at nine at bar on Dolores, but tomorrow at two o'clock, we're at Atlas cafe outside at 4 o'clock, we're at Asiento, right there on the street around our neighbors. At 5 o'clock, we're at Mars Bar, which is where I'm going to go now if someone wants to give me a ride. And then at 7 o'clock, we have OMG. And then come back here on Sunday for that big, free, awesome block party. And tell your friends. And thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for coming. I'm sorry you guys came late. Um, thank you so much for coming. Without you, this is schizophrenia. So we really appreciate you and your presence and have a great rest of your night and thanks so much
will gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Patrick Go Namaste Every Monday at 6pm It's Joke Workshop Streaming live on MutinyRadio.fm Lift the veil From your third eye On joke creation And what it takes to be a stand-up comic In the five Shakasanas Of San Francisco's comedy scene This all-ages open mic Invites comedy Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, two seven eight one Twenty First Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep Mission. Every Monday at six p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate 2 to $5 on... Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown in on. It's nap time. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. Comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming 
Live, 278 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. 278 21st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. FM. Here in SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed vests right here at the Pacific Northwest Vest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need and ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR and get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine! And even in the drizzle, but not too much. And Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations. Reservations on Eventbrite. Fucking. L-S-D. Fap. Acid and fapping. Fapping and acid. Acid fapping. Fapping and acid. Fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco. I was just leaving the theater. Nineteen sixty nine gold Cadillac with the white interior and I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. And I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Saturday ninety two. I'm a freeway. Good I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from 
Nurse Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Captain Curls up in the head. Mutiny Radio Festival, ahoy! Ah, very good. Ah, very good, Legless Joe. I'm surprised you can see from the crow's nest with no legs. It's to get ready. Crew, the festival is upon us. Scurvy Steve, how many comics? Over a hundred comics. You're looking good, Scurvy Steve. Glad the scurvy hasn't taken you. Aye, aye, Captain. You, no liver Mary, how many venues? We've got nine venues, sir. And you, boy, what's your name? Very good. And finally, Eleven Fingers Sally. What about the tickets? You can find all of your tickets on Eventbrite, sir. Check out www.mutinyradio.fm. What is that? I don't know what a website is. I'm a pirate. (laughs) (laughs) But quick to the festival. All sails ahead. Pirate noises. Ambiance. W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. That stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi. Oh, and, uh, I caught you in the middle of a sippy sip. Uh, Thanks for having me once again. Ready to watch this film. I get a kick out of this film. Oh, we're really excited, man. This is our number one goal. <laughs> That's right. We're watching a soccer movie. We're on MutinyRadio.fm right now, as we are every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, MutinyRadio.fm. Why not make a donation? Thank you, Carl, for that song. Uh, but we are, uh, it's a great station. It's on the internet. You type in MutinyRadio.fm. You know, what I do is I use a streaming service on an app, my little podcast app. I can type in, I think it's an M-U, M3U file or something like that. And I type it in, and it's like Muni Radio, and I can listen to Muni Radio anytime. It's like I'm a radio station. that clear for the audience because they can do it now. It's the M. Listen, I've already mumbled our acronym. If you want to follow our podcast, please subscribe on I, Apple Tunes. Uh, yeah. And. Uh, and so. <laughs> 
we do it by our acronym. That's let's L watch W A A full length F L movie M O on O YouTube Y T. So L W A F L M O Y T. So if you want to follow a podcast, go there. Hey, we Carl's been syncing up these movies. We watch a movie on YouTube. We want you to watch the movie with us and listen to our podcast at the same time. However, you could also just subscribe to our YouTube channel, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Carl has been syncing up the movies, so you don't even have to sync it up. So you have three options right here. You can listen to it first, streaming. How exciting is that? Watch the movie on YouTube, on Mutiny Radio, Sunday, 2 p.m. Donate to them on Venmo at Mutiny Radio. You can go get a podcast at iTunes. Do not write us a review. It's obviously either my brother who wrote a review seven years ago or... I don't know. I think my brother wrote one another five years ago. You don't have to rate us on iTunes, but you can subscribe to us. Use our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T or just go to YouTube, subscribe to us every week. We post L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Carl, we have a soccer movie this week. What is the film we're watching this week? This week we are watching Hot Shot. 1989. It's really not 1989, but that's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Hot shot, singular. If you put in hot shots, you're going to get hot shots. Hot shot, 1989. And the channel we like is The Archive. There's no space. No, the yes, archive. but it's The Archive. If the, oh. the article, the, precedes a word that begins with a vowel, like oh, archive. Oh, that's the rule. Yeah, that's then it becomes the. Yeah. Nobody ever taught me that. Thank you, Michael. See, That's Brandeis. A... Brandeis at <laughs> Right. Well, you went to uh, the college of Montclair State. Monkey no, State. No, don't ever say that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we're going to start our show. Uh, well, we're going to start our show. So we. So listen, here's what we want you to do. This is going to be a lot of steps, like at least five steps. So we want to make sure that you got this. So we're going to give you a lot of time. But here's what we would like you to do. Go ahead, type in Hot Shots 1989. No, no, singular, singular. Hot Shot. Yeah, not Hot Shots. That's what I was going to say. It's not the pop culture phenomenon, Hot Shots, Charlie <laughs> Sheen. This is Hot Shot, and it's one word, 1989. Two words. Two words. Hot Shot, two words. <laughs> open compound. Uh, open oh, compound. Well, yeah, it is. Well. It is. Yeah. I would love to diagram a sentence or two with you. We'll talk about it all fair. All fair. Uh, 1989, Hot Shot with a Space. And you will find it. The channel is The Archive. And uh, make sure you subscribe to The Archive. They have some cool yeah. stuff. And then uh, go ahead, click the link, hit pause. Now, there's going to be ads popping up on this. Yeah. A trick we try, and sometimes it works, is that yes. the YouTube video that keeps popping up ads we push it all the way to the right and we play the last 10 seconds of the movie. And then when it ends, we click play again. And that so way, it, it, yeah. it, hit like hit fast forward or slide, you know, watch a little bit at the end, like see the credits and then, you know, just let it end and hit replay, replay. Right. And then when you hit replay, hit pause. And if you don't yeah. want to fast forward, just hit the link, hit pause, move it to the left. But we are going to, Carl, Carl is going to be keeping time with us. His version will be the version we're going to be watching. So when we have ads, then they, hopefully they'll sync up together. We will skip the ads together if they pop up. 
But one way to get rid of that is by playing to the end. It's the front. It's what I heard. Or just watch our YouTube channel. And then you don't have to think about it at all. Oh, my God. Because the right. movie's synced. Now, so you got it. You did it. You have it all synced up. We are going to do a countdown. And not we. We have a celebrity comedian who's going to do our celebrity comedian countdown yes. to kick off this film. Carl, take it away. Okay, now this is your interview. Should we say that? You, okay. Do you want to? Yeah, all right. Let me do we'll that. Switch your route. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, Wait, that Carl, take it away, and I'll pick it up right from here, okay? All right. Okay, you, you said, Carl, take it away. Well, okay, Mike, but I'm turning it back to you because we're doing the old switcheroo, this time not for the movie, but for the interview. Oh, well, I'm very excited. Uh, now, as I always say every week, I have not listened to these interviews, so I don't know who the celebrity comedian that I interviewed is, but I'm sure they did a great job. Don't tell me. Uh, take it away. I say. Take it away, me. Oh, uh, thank you, Mike, for that introduction. However, comedian Celebrity Comedian Countdown has a special host, you, Mike Spiegelman. Uh, that was a lousy introduction to Carl, and he deserves better. Welcome to Celebrity Comedian Countdown uh, with your special host today, Mike. Uh, and we are here with Colin Mahan. The oh, great yay. Colin Mahan. Hi, Colin. All right. Great to uh, be here. Great to have you here. I, I really appreciate it. I feel blessed. I in my puny diminutive life i had two successful collaborators and that is colin and carl and i've worked with you guys for decades so it's worlds for me, are colliding it worlds yeah. are colliding this is the uh <laughs> crisis on infinite earth for mike spiegelman right here i love it so it's great to have you here uh we are doing the celebrity comedian countdown colin i've known you since the 90s you were probably one of the funniest comedians i know uh oh, it's great to be on video you don't know me. oh, oh, oh shit, video phone uh and uh uh, we worked together uh, since the 90s and uh, doing sketch comedy. And uh, one of the reasons that's very exciting to have you here is that we are recording this a little bit earlier than air date. This is uh, January 23rd, 2022. And Colin. Hey. Hey. We were going to perform. That's as right. Guest comedy well, we were duo. supposed to be in Sketchfest tonight, right? That's right. The 20th anniversary of Sketchfest, as a matter of fact, but uh, COVID had other plans. COVID had other plans. You know, the 20th anniversary was supposed to happen last year. They yeah. postponed live performances, did yeah. uh, a video stream, uh, which I, I haven't seen yet. And then uh, this year, they were going to do live, and they canceled yeah. it because of Omicron. And, yeah. uh, and now it's like going to be the 20-ish anniversary, right? Yeah. So <laughs> we are actually scheduled, rescheduled for February fifth third no uh, same same no no uh, data. no, no oh. it's february we're oh. the last we're the last day of the uh, oh, okay yeah the, february 5th i think of the of 2023 2023 so, so mark a year from now we can probably rehearse by yeah. then <laughs> omegacron omegacron would be over by that point we'll be done yeah. with all the uh and There'll we can do one zeto zetotron are you disappointed but, uh, are you sad you're not we're not in san francisco performing heck yeah I mean, uh, it's always fun to go to Sketchfest, Spiegel, and, and perform with you, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I it was going to be with, it was going to be with Please Leave the Bronx, another 90s sketch group. Yeah. And that was going to be fun. Yeah, fun. that's right. Our colleagues, Please Leave the Bronx. Well, next year, mark your calendar. Now. Yeah, absolutely. 
our listeners who may not be familiar with our sketch comedy might have recognized your voice by now. You, of course, helped us with our Christmas show last year. Uh, oh, yes. Doing a, lot a of fun. Yeah, redumbing a trailer for Pinocchio. Yeah, really fun. Cool. You ah, Pinocchio, yes. <laughs> Roberto Benini. Roberto Benini. And then uh, we also did a, a Potential Young Woman. Is that the name? Promising. Yes. Promising well, yeah. Young Woman. But uh, the, the parody would be Potential Young Woman. That's funny. I can't. I love that movie, but I can never get the title right. But you did. Uh, I asked you, like, point blank, can you do uh, Alfred Molina? And you just nailed Alfred it. Alfred Molina, yeah. Hello, Peter. Yeah, I love Alfred Molina. He's a great actor. Ah, of course. Now, what do you he's like? A... Yeah, keep going. No, please. no, he's the, he's the English, and he he always you can never tell because he can do any accent basically. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, you did it on the spot. Like, how do you when you do an impression? Like, is that like your way to start? You say Alfred Molina. He's British, but he sounds American. Like, what do you do to, when you have to do an impression on the spot? Well, that's that's always tough, but uh, I'll just kind of like, well, some people like Alfred Molina, I happen to always like would do walking around the house and stuff like that, even though I'd never really done it on stage. <laughs> but so that was a little bit easier. But if there's ones that I don't know, then I just kind of like if I can't get a good one done, I'll just do like a, bl a broad caricature of that person, you know, because that's still funny enough in the uh, context of like a preview or something like that. But if it's a real if it's like a really if I need to get a really good impression down. I'll just start with kind of like, yeah, like, I don't really know. I, I'll like start with a couple of the phrases, the key phrases, like, hello, Peter, you know, from Spider-Man No Way Home. And yeah. then I'll, I'll just repeat that ad nauseum. I'll walk around repeating whatever those couple of key words are, and it'll it'll kind of train my brain on how that person talks, right? So Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And then one of the great things I love about your impressions is that it's not just the impression itself, the words. Like, a lot of your uh, content is caustic uh there's a lot of like satire and parody like how do you approach that so let's say you're doing like uh alfred molina i i think of your michael douglas oppression doing the prescription advertisement like right you are doing that you, yeah. you you're nailing michael douglas but you're also like parodying like really savagely parodying those those prescription ads like force your doctor yeah. to sign the prescription oh, yeah oh yeah yeah that was uh, gene hackman originally right ask your doctor about pralozontargon pester your doctor for pralozontargon Beg your doctor for Pranozontargon. Leave vaguely threatening messages on your doctor's voicemail <laughs> about getting Pranozontargon. Break into your doctor's house, kill him and his wife, cut his hand off, and make the dead hand wretched prescription for Pranozontargon. <laughs> Pranozontargon. This product has not been tested. Yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, right there, there's so many fucking levels. It's not just a Gene Hackman impression. You are using that celebrity to make your point on, on the on the system. Like, do you, like, have certain celebrities and certain fucking issues you kind of like to connect with? Yeah. Or like yeah, definitely. Well, usually, it's, like, for some reason, like, well, I'll have, like, celebrities in one column and then, like, a, a bit in another column, right? And I'll say, who would be funny, like, saying those words? Because some things, it's, like... Uh, like James Spader, I, I, I vaguely, what is, what is, there's a bit, I can't remember the bit, but like James Spader's, you know, he's kind of low energy. I'm James Spader. So he can't, he doesn't say certain things as funny as like Gene Hackman would say something else, right? So I try to like match them together. And then um, really like nobody really likes caustic comedy, really. <laughs> so in order to soften <laughs> it, in order to soften it, I'll do it with an impression, right? Like, um. Now work with me. What was the Tom Cruise? I can't remember my bits. That's just because I'm an older gentleman and things fall out of my head. But uh, <laughs> yeah, likewise. But, uh, the thing is, like, uh, I, I doing an impression, being like 
a guy that does impressions, that's kind of like what you're supposed to be doing if you're going to make a lot of make money, right? Like to get on shows, et cetera. So you have to do impressions. But I would never want to be like, um, I mean, I love Rich Little. I think he was awesome, right? Rich Little's like great impressionist. But his material wasn't like really challenging that much. So I would want to like do challenging things, but then I wanted to also get work. So I would do impressions. But <laughs> now that said, though, as I gotten older, I, it's like doing silly things that don't aren't caustic is also a lot of fun. You know, it doesn't really matter as long as it gets laughs. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a good point about Rich Little because he kind of, it, it becomes more shorthand for the person himself than anything he's right. Saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like you're laughing at, he does great, great voices and like it's a little bit silly and that's good enough. And that's, that is actually good enough. Like as younger comics, I felt like we always wanted to like really, but now as I'm older, I just like, you know, what, let's also have some fun too. Make some points. But, and it, right now though, it's like really much more difficult to make points, especially in Florida. Like nobody, I, at least half the audience doesn't want to hear what I have to say, right? <laughs> hey, that's good. That's a it's an improvement from uh, the West Coast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's true. So you're right. One one of the things uh, listeners might recognize you because you are a professional and you are have been in the movie series franchise Halloween. Oh as yeah, a, yeah. As uh, the, evil on two legs. Oh, got it. I watched them <laughs> for eighteen years, staring at the wall, looking at this night, sheriff. Yeah. I yeah, the voice of Sam Loomis, which now is the Loomis. Thing. Yeah, yeah, I love. He deserves his own series, you know, because he's so cool, right? I see an audible. Love... The the, oh, yeah. God, the recorded tapes of Doctor Sam Loomis. <laughs> right. Oh God, it would be so cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, that that was like a thrill because I'm a huge John Carpenter fan from you know way back from '78, and um, you know, I just I love John Carpenter. All of his movies. He's so he's a great director, and especially Donald Pleasance, who was in so many of his cool movies. And I would just do a Donald Pleasance impression and nobody else did Donald Pleasance because it's like, he's so, he's like a niche actor, even, even he never, even during Halloween, I was like his heyday kind of, but he was still not somebody that like people would remember, but like, comics always liked it, right? Well, people, but, um, people remember Escape from New York. You're yeah. the king. Yeah, so people recognize the, his role. Yeah. They just may not. Yeah, exactly. You know. but. And like you only live twice. He's done a ton of movies that people remember, but they don't really remember ever think of him, or they didn't ever think of him. Now, you know he's been passed away for a long time. But, but I remember doing him, and like the comics would always laugh, right? And the, the back of the room, the proverbial back of the room, <laughs> would laugh. But the audience would sometimes get it. I think they recalled who that was. But then that was like after like twenty years went by, I get a call to do a voice for the a Halloween thing, and I thought it was like a DVD commentary track and they just needed like someone to do how like they were going to re-release the halloween movies with a special commentary track or something like wow. that i thought it was that i was kind of like what is this because i get because you know as a comedian don't you sometimes get like weird emails out of the blue like i got this show i want you to be a part of it's really cool and it's really a weird show right you don't want to be a part of it but then i finally i figured out that I, I talked to the guys and i realized it was the new movie they were remaking the reboot it's like a requel kind of, right? Because it's it's a reboot, but it's also a sequel. It's totally awesome too. But that, so that's like a thrill of my life was like, you know, auditioning to be Donald Pleasance. It's kind of the high point of my career, honestly. So, it's a great performance. I, it's really well done because it's the movie's really blight. I mean, it's really tough to sit through these movies. They're really like, especially the, their requel is like, it's brutal. Yeah. That kid crying and before he gets die, like, there's yeah. a lot of like sad, deep sadness. So you going through this relentless and then halfway in the middle of the film, there's a close up of a cassette player 
and they yeah. press play and your voice is like in the middle of the movie and yeah. then it's just an amazing film for that i haven't seen the sequel i i'm waiting for the oh, last cool. movie it is cool i know yeah are you are you in this you are in the sequel right well i'm in i'm definitely i'm in halloween kills as well there's like an extended flashback scene with dr loomis in the beginning that's totally cool they found a, a lookalike actor and they filmed it looks just like the 78 movie it's really cool and that's your voice yeah that's my voice i did so I had to go in and like uh, loop the dialogue with the actor on the screen. That was really cool. That's really and then, cool. There's a lot more that they didn't use, but so I'm thinking maybe they're going to put that in the the third one. But um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. You know, I know they're be- already they're they're done filming the third one. So wow, well, you know, it would be cool because it it anchored the first movie, and I see it in the. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the second one. It would be kind of cool if Loomis is in the in the final oh. one, but yeah, it would, it would almost be weird if he wasn't since they brought him back for the other two and he is yeah. like the key element he's like him and jamie lee curtis those are the two people you associate with halloween more than anything you know and michael myers of course yeah. but if they're opening up more sequels then they can get rid of loomis at this point and <laughs> yeah. a whole new world oh yeah out there absolutely there could be a new doctor or someone who chases him but i think loomis his character could ha- easily have some kind of spin-off series i would love it him limping around <laughs> like he did in six all right exactly. well come- well, Hollywood, you know, don't don't crush this guy's soul. We enough already. We are uh, we are ready. Uh, so yeah. So Colin, how wait, do people wait, find speaking you? Speaking of Mike Myers, speaking of Mike Myers. Oh yeah, baby. Speaking That's actually- of Mike Myers, yes. What a great segue. Thank you, Carl. Crazy baby. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We, so Spiegelman, I don't know if you remember this. In the '90s, we worked on a, a CD-ROM game about uh, Austin Powers. CD-ROM. I don't even remember what a CD-ROM is. Yeah, that's well, right. Berkeley yeah. Systems. Berkeley Systems. Yes. Yeah. And we made this Austin Powers game. It's pretty awesome. It's a trivia you know, game. I have it on the shelf. Oh, good. Yeah, I have yeah. it on my shelf too. I can't play it on any of my computers though, but uh, I think it's all uploaded onto YouTube anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. That, right, was, that was exciting. That was a really fun time. The dot com well, bubble. Would... The dot com, it was really exciting because it was basically they were doing you don't know jack games. And as a contractor, yeah. the story I heard was that uh, uh, jack people provided content, but it was Berkeley System that had created yeah. this, this template. Absolutely. Yeah, so they wanted to work with cheaper people and not with Jelly Vision. So right. they, they hired comedians in the Bay Area. Uh, Colin got was uh, did the voice, and it was amazing. What a great it was a great game. It was really fun. Yeah, it was our yeah. first pro gig, basically. You know what I mean? Well, we're listening in IMDb because of this. Yeah. At least I and am. And Moby Games. Moby Games. <laughs> so you oh, really? both Dr. Yeah. Evil and... Uh, oh, that's, that's right. Uh, I'm, give me sharks with freaking laser beams <laughs> on there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Come on. Yeah. You and know, you're the right? host spot. That was the host spot, yeah. So you actually, Mike Myers twice, but not in the yes. Halloween movies. No, that is kind of weird. You're right. I have yeah, not that's weird. That. That's kind of weird. Uh, my God, it's a it's a conspiracy. Oh, the stars are aligning. Oh God. What, what was that scene of Baby Driver? I wanted uh, Michael my Halloween costume. Yeah. Yeah, they are Halloween <laughs> oh, costumes, baby. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, all these all these chimos in one movie. What an amazing film. Anyway, but enough yeah. about Baby Driver. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so and you were actually mentioned by name, Entertainment Weekly. Uh, That's true. They gave it a good review. 
Yeah, they said it's it's not Mike Myers, it's a mayhem, baby. It's a mayhem, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Do you? Uh, I rewatched those movies. Have you? Oh yeah. I yeah. show the kids. They're oh, like yeah. so silly. They're like silly. I laugh yeah. a lot more now than I used to. About like all of the silhouetted uh, anal and penetration, all that kind oh, of stuff. Thank that God stuff. that goes on forever. <laughs> yeah, it's such bad. It's like bad, but it's hilarious. You know. Yeah. No, I think my, my my kid's a little too shy around that stuff. It's a little too body. So, yeah, but. I may have made a mistake in showing the kids too early, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> they were 24 months. They could handle it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm very excited to have you here for the Celebrity Comedian Countdown. And we do have a producer, Carl. Carl, do you know which movie this is going to be for? Uh, probably Hot Shots, but we don't know. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, we don't know. Okay. Oh. It, it might be for a payday hot, movie. Hot, hot Shot. Singular. Hot Shot. Oh, it's a soccer yeah. movie. Oh, soccer cool. movie. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, we look forward to that. But we are Wait, you guys don't to... know. You we guys don't know. don't know what movie you're gonna oh, no, cool. this is January twenty third, twenty twenty. This will air much later. Yeah, uh, probably March third. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. uh we're very excited. So we don't know what movie it is. This is how professional I am as a host. So now that I set it up, we would love for you to do the countdown and then when the audience hears you say go, they mm -hmm. will press play. And we will start this YouTube movie together. Okay, cool. So I'm going to start it, right? Countdown? All right. Three, two, one, go! All right, soccer. Now, that this is a, a great celebrity comedian. What a great celebrity comedian Mike. countdown. Yeah. Now, now that the segment's down. over, can we get our uh, revert our attention back to me, Mike Spiegelman? For this <laughs> MGE Entertainment. For this movie. Now, is this another, like, logo at the beginning of a film? No, it's the actual film. <laughs> That's right. Steve Pappas. See? Steve Pappas presents. He's yeah, Big Pappas. He was hey. the, like, this realist. Yeah, if you're in Brazil, you want to show this. You right? want to start your opening credits. You want to have the name of your star on Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Pele. Pele? The soccer player? Yeah, that's him as a kid. Just kidding. Hot shots. Singular. Look at that graphic, man. That's like straight out of the video box. Is this the soup line? Oh, sorry, mister. I just wanted to take your wallet. He took my he wallet. He just did. Yep. I know. They're acting. Uh-oh. Quick. Ah, table. But our hero is too quick for this dude. I know. Got him. He got hit by stage fight. Uh, fight. He, then he leaves his bag. Yep. Oh, how cool is this? I would love to be Rio, Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> Beautiful. Despite the, the pickpockets. Whoa. He's got it. He's under control. I got to ads in three. Oh, no. Two. That's what I'm saying. Now, don't hit skip. We'll do it together. Did you already hit skip? No, it's just playing. Three, two, one. Oh, uh, this isn't going to work. Skip ad, everybody, skip ad. Skip ads? Tell me when. Oh, no, it's all right. No. I don't know. He's pointing a gun at him. Okay, He's I skipped that. Away. All right. He's off the bridge. Carl, can you tell us the number for us playing at home of your <laughs> recording? God damn it. This isn't going to work, Mike. Uh, to one theory. <clears throat> A minute and 57, 58. Perfect. All 59. right, I'm with you. Is it? 
Yeah, well, I'm there. He's looking around pensively. He's hitchhiking in Brazil. The opening credits. Okay, yep, you got it. He is getting a ride because this is a movie. Now, he got robbed, and so he is penniless, okay, in Brazil. Who Mary Van Peoples. Yeah, you know what the, the mugger said? He said, listen. I work for the tourist board here in, in Brazil, and it's a really beautiful country, and I'm glad you came. Just don't let the fact that my robbing you affects that. <laughs> right. It's personal. my personal choice, and it doesn't <laughs> reflect management. Yeah. I still hitchhiking down the road. Yeah. Oh, so is this, so is this a, we watched a movie called uh, The Funny Farm about a comedian who went across country to be a comic and he learned right. from comedians is this the same is he a stand-up comic is this going to be our movie structure for <laughs> nest lampoons open micers <laughs> right he's like i'm going to go meet my hero this guy was uh not a stand-up comedian but he was so many things he was a nightclub manager a dance instructor and a golf pro then he decided you know what i'm going to be an actor too and he was in films. I mean, he wasn't the greatest career, but. Now, this is Jim Young's. Yeah. Now, with Jim Young's, so he, he's not a professional football player? And that's plural. No, he's not. But he is very impressive in this movie. Hi, can you tell me where Pele lives? Over there, <laughs> Pele uh, Avenue. Ooh, William Orbit does the music, Carl. Yes, yes. This guy's from England. He does, like new wavy stuff right would you say he, like electronic yeah i think well, he le- definitely electronic but he definitely uh, electronica he well, did madonna's beautiful beautiful child or the the austin power song beautiful I stranger pretend, right or something. i, so I think he, i'm pretending i know it and then he, madonna had a record label carl and he was on it william <laughs> orbit you know why i'm familiar with william orbit is because wow. when I go to the uh, record store yeah. and I go through the CD racks, mm-hmm. I'm usually looking for my two favorite bands, The Orb and Orbital. And that's uh-huh. alphabetical. So I go Orb. You go right past. Right, right, right. Or William Orbit. Orbital. Yeah, so right, right, right past it. So are these guys acting well? You know, I should uh, definitely hook up the closed captioning. Because I, I think uh, they're okay, so well, wooden. He's now hitchhiked to find Pele's address, which he had. He's written him letters and stuff. And Pele's like, hey, how are you? I'm acting. I am doing acting. Okay. And uh, it's like, I'm broke. I came to learn from you soccer, like as a guru. It's kind of like um, the karate kid, you know sort of but pele is like i don't like soccer anymore i'm out of soccer i don't play any i'm retired he's he's just like went to brazil to find like pele and like hey pele teach me so tell me your secrets listen i gotta play it an hour you gotta tell me how to play soccer we need one quick montage of us learning how to play soccer and then i'm gonna go up and um European football. Pele would do this bicycle kick, is what they called it, in which he would flip in the air and kick the ball. So it's like you don't see it coming as a goalie, you know? He, so like a like a oh, so he flips like yeah, free, yeah, and kicks with his one foot in the air, 
as he's spinning. Oh, wait, he's shirtless. Finally. <laughs> so this guy's a hunk. Um, I guess so, but his acting is very flat and bad. Which is great for for YouTube closed captioning, which is auto-generated. They talk so clearly and so slowly, <laughs> every word pops up on the screen. So if you're playing along, definitely put on closed captioning. Their acting is so bad, it, it understands every word. So right now, if I was doing the acting, okay, like the way I, if I was directing, right now what he's doing is he's going, please, oh, please, come on. I slept on the beach. Come on, please. I got no money. He doesn't have any money. He got robbed and then he hitchhiked. So he was born in uh, old Beth Page. I think that's Long Island. Anyway, he's the brother of actor John Savage, who yeah, was in oh. The Deer Hunter, who was in Hair, you know. Yeah, I know John Savage. I John Savage. Oh, crazy. Yeah. So he's acting prodigy. Dynasty. Family. But he was very low. Like, he was in these films as totally not a noticeable character, but he was in them. He was in The Wanderers, Footloose. Okay. Out of control, Young Brud, Price of Love, Nobody's Fool Talk. Okay, so he was in The Wanderers and Footloose, okay? So so he must have been like, do you think he was pro-dancing or anti-dancing? Was he pro-church or was he pro-rave? He was pro-rave, I, I assuming. I didn't. So anyway, Haley feels like, holy shit, you have no money. You're like a vagabond on the street. And uh, <laughs> and then he's like, I don't want charity. I'll earn it. I'll work in your fucking tomato patch, you know? And so he goes, okay, but no sucker. Sweet to me. And that totally means that, you know, it's foreshadowing in the plot. It's going to be all about suck. Now, do we know that our main character's name yet? His name is, yeah, is Santos. But we oh, no, know okay, Santos. No, okay, so, all right. Oh, so it's not, he's not, Pele's not playing himself. But what about the other guy, Jim Young's? Uh, has they mentioned his name Jim, yet? Yeah, you know, he, okay, this is like a flashback. And it's where we're going to spend most all of the film. As a matter of fact, there's only 20 minutes of Pele in this film, which is 99 minutes, I think. He he went yeah. to Brazil. He tracked down Santos. Yes, and Santos says, what are you doing wink, here? Wink. And he says, uh, well, Pele, I'm Santos. Uh, right. I, Listen, well, there's a poster in his room, and it says, Pele, you'll see it. Whoa, really? Oh, Santos. Yes, there's a poster so he, in his room that says, Pele. That is some Matrix resu resu Resurrection. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, they didn't meta. have Conta Resonucci. <laughs> four, Matrix 4, <laughs> Matrix 4. Uh, uh, they didn't have a con hey. continuity problem right there. Wait a minute, I thought we were in Brazil. We're, is George this Washington Bridge. George Washington Bridge, we know it well. Wow, that's so close to Brazil. Yeah, oh, so, oh wait, oh, is he playing soccer? He's going to the Meadowlands, right? Yeah, that's right. He's going to Giant Stadium at the Meadowlands, and that's obviously an Exxon. Look how Jersey that is. Look at that grass. This is a very Jersey film. I mean, a very Jersey film, too. Now, look, he's switching from his I'm a rich guy car Ah, add. I got an ad too. Okay. Skip ad in three, two, one, go. Right. Okay. I'm right with you. 
Oh my God, that is that is a giant stadium. Giant stadium. Nine minutes curve. forty-nine fifty. Nine minutes fifty-one. Thank uh, you, sir. Four fifty-five fifty-six. Okay, this is something we we know very well, but it's gone. It has been dis- demolished, and there's a new giant stadium. There's but, no, there's no curvy upstairs. Like, as they saw the ramps, no, the curves are uh, ramps. They do have the windy, curly cue, the helixes. Yes, they do. <laughs> um, okay, here is an empty giant stadium. Now, this was a time in which soccer was a national sport in our country. That those days kind of went away. Um, do you remember the Cosmos, right? Yeah, so the late seventies, wasn't it, when uh, Pele yeah. was playing in New York uh, in the? I, it was a soccer in, in the United States, but they had soccer teams, and it was basically to go see Pele. I had a chance to see yeah. him. I went to a, a New York stadium with my, my family. Uh-huh. We drove over there, and we saw like Pele is amazing, and uh, half the stadium started going boring. Yeah, me too, because, like, I used to love Carl Sagan, and so I thought when I went to see the Cosmos, I would get a <laughs> full experience, but it was different. The play was different. It was unorganized, and they were all trying to look, get... Look at he's a hothead. Yeah, he's a hothead, and that's one of his downfalls. Because the thing is, if you were listening to it and watching this film, he's very immature. Now, and you still also mentioned like he had he comes from a rich rich family right yeah. he has a rich rich car and then he hides it and he gets like a rich rich poor looking 